Welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time, Roadhouse, one minute at a time, and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. This is Minute 62 of Roadhouse. Uh, This minute starts with Doc expressing her disapproval for Dalton's hair metal choice. Uh, And it ends with Doc and Dalton locking eyes before preparing to lock everything else. Oh, man, you worked on that one. I I did. I I haven't been reading you my little um, liner note paragraphs as we've been going along, but I was rereading some of them today in my spreadsheet, and um, they're not bad. They're not bad at all. (laughs) All right. So I think we agreed in the, at the end of the last minute that uh, I sold my soul to rock and roll, not a particularly good choice for a, a seduction scene. So then we get to switch to this new song. And uh, I wonder how you feel about this choice. It's really great. It also really reminds me of some of the music from Dirty Dancing. Well, Marcy, I'm glad you said that. So the the song in question, the song in question is called These Arms of Mine. It's by Otis Redding, uh, the creator of, I would say, many songs that you might want to get into cahoots with. Um, Not only does this, should this song remind you of Dirty Dancing, guess what happens in Dirty Dancing when this song is being played? Do they have sex? This is the song that plays in Dirty Dancing. When Baby Baby? and Johnny Castle get into cahoots. Does she also have sex with Patrick Swayze at some point? That is Johnny Castle, Marcy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce you to this delightful movie sometime. You're really going to like it. It's called Dirty Dancing. Yeah, shush. I have a laminated card for you with all the characters. Don't you start with your laminated card. There's Baby. You do not produce cards at all. The jerk Leave me hanging. Uh, little jerk guy and the woman who gets pregnant and her sister. See, I don't even I didn't even know any yeah. of their names because I didn't do Dirty Dancing Minute. So yeah, so as far as I know, in two consecutive movies, this is the only song that Patrick Swayze feels like he should have a love scene to. Wow, that's wild. I don't know what to do say about that. I've written down people, in my notes here. Do you Sorry, think people notice that? No. Um, but I wonder. So here's my question. How much input do you feel like Patrick Swayze had over this song choice? And do you do you think it's do you think it's good to essentially rerun it back two movies in a row? I'm guessing he didn't, although I don't know why I'm guessing that. Um, He's the big star in this movie. There is no Roadhouse without Patrick Swayze. I guess I don't know how much input actors have into their movies. And... It depends on the movie. What was the other question? It kind of makes it seem like Patrick Swayze has only one move. Oh. Put on these arms of mine and then see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think this sex scene that's coming up is better? You mean where we get in cahoots? Than the one with baby? I don't remember specifically what happens in that scene. Uh, um, I would say what immediately makes this better is that it's not quite so close to statutory rape. Oh, she was real young. Well, she's a teenager and he's really not. Mm, Yeah. These two people, I would say, are certainly of an appropriate age to be getting into cahoots with each other. Yeah. Do you know the thing that I remind, that remind, 
I remember a lot about Dirty Dancing is that she wore Keds. <laughs> like when she's doing that scene where she runs across the, yes. the boardwalk carrying and a watermelon. So I'm thinking dancing about to wipe out two people having sex and she's got Keds on and it's not good. Not in that scene, I hope. Yeah, but in my head she does. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just imagine like, this isn't the Dirty Dancing Minute podcast, but I can just imagine like naked Jennifer Cray wearing only cats. Only cats. Yikes. Yeah. That's what's Yikes. happening in my head right now. I think they filmed that scene. So one difference between that movie and this movie, this movie is an R. It earns its R earnestly in every possible way. Yeah. That scene with Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze is much more of sort of the, let's pretend to show the woman naked, but we'll turn her over. So you really don't get to see anything that might be considered risque. Hmm. I'm sure they probably already also do the three-quarter sheet trick in that movie. What do you mean by turn her over? Well, like, I think you might be able to see her butt. She is oh. she is face down on top of Patrick Swayze. Oh, wild. I think. I think. Well, we'll just, have to go check that out. I, I guess so. And we're going to, don't, we, we actually don't, don't know what we're talking about. Don't right you now. worry, Marcy. <laughs> I, I, have, I have some image of that scene in my mind. Don't you worry, Marcy. Oh. We are going to be starting to get in cahoots at the end of this minute. Can, can, oh, okay. Do you not like this phrase? I can tell. I don't like it. But I, and I, in part, I don't like it because you adopted it. Like you do all these little phrases around. I didn't you, make this phrase up. No, but it's, it's just not necessary. And it's, it's weirdish. It's like when you say to the children that dinner's fire. No, that's <laughs> it's different. So weird. That's, that's different. That's, that's misappropriated and you, outdated teenage slang. You appropriate everything. Well, I'm all, a, all language. Marcy, I'm a white cis heterosexual male. I'm pretty sure I'm appropriation is my middle name. Yeah. But this cahoots thing, it's it's a little right. it's a little bit on the same line as when you're saying um phrasing Marcy, these all the two time recently. These two actors are gonna have quite a lot of sex over the next four minutes. Does that make you feel better? That's fine. Okay. But before phrasing. we get to, before we get to that, uh, we have to deal with, I guess, this sort of seduction sort of scene. And so I can, want can I want to get just before we even get into that. Okay. Just chat a little bit more about the outfit this poor woman has to wear. Like, look at that. What about it? Did you realize that it had an underskirt? You mean it's a two-piece? It's a it's, it's a, a blouse. Two- it's a blouse and I guess skirt. A skirt. And What's... so it's got this very long. What's your complaint? Oh, it's just horrid. Okay. All right, I'm done. Be specific. You're our fashion consultant, so I defer to your judgment, but so far you're just using a lot of big adjectives. It's just, it's a long open shirt, open jacket. It's like, it's like she's wearing a long jacket, like a blazer, a woman's blazer. That's not a blazer. That's a blouse. skirt underneath it. It's, uh, why does it open like that at the bottom? Open like what at the bottom? Like oh, a that? blazer. Oh. Well, I, I think so. Okay, so here are my thoughts. Mm. Clear, clearly, this bout this blouse buttons, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this outfit was chosen for Kelly Lynch because it would be the most uh, erotic thing that they could come up with for Patrick Swayze to manipulate when they start having sex. 
How does he manipulate that? Well, we're going to get into that, Marcy. So let's, why don't well, we postpone that until we get into that? You know what I think they picked this for was for the lacy back of it. Really? Yeah. And lacy sleeves? No, I think it has primarily lacy the lacy back. Because the lacy the, back. The lacy back is kind of pretty. If you would take that and then get rid of the rest of the whole outfit, you would be all set. I feel exactly the same way as you, but the opposite. I think you the hate lace, the lacy back. I think lace in any outfit is a bad choice. But it's so it's like it's like you can tell that she's not wearing a bra. But not only that, like the amount of lace in this outfit defeats its own purpose, which is presumably to show you some skin. Yeah. It's not a, I'm hey, I am not defending this outfit choice. I am simply attempting to explain it to you. Okay. That's my analysis. Great. Your analysis is that it's terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, is I'm she not wearing arguing. kids? Is she wearing kids? I'm sure she's not. What do you think? What do you think Doc wears on her? Is wearing on her feet? I don't think we got to see her feet when she picked him up in front of the double deuce. I'm gonna I go. We, I don't think we ever get to see her feet, and I don't want to scrub past it. I want us to have a flight of fancy, and I want you to imagine what Doc is wearing right now. I can't tell what she's wearing on her feet. That's why a I just asked. fancy of her, of her about her feet. That's why I'm I just asked you to kids. imagine. They're kids, Roger. No, that's, she's got on kids. Marcy, that's not a flight of fancy. You're just repeating the last wear of footwear that you just talked about. Well, do you really think Doc is a kids woman? Yeah, kids is something that 15 year old girls who are really tomboys wear. Okay, maybe not. Do you think, I think she, she has I think white shoes on? Are I her think, shoes white? I think Doc wears heels. No way. Yes. Way. Are you kidding me? She's a tall woman of the heels? 80s. I didn't say tall heels. Maybe she's wearing like a two-inch heel. Oof. Uh, That's not a like, lot. I don't know. I never wear heels. That well, seems like a lot. I don't either. I, I'm saying she's wearing a medium heel, not a clog heel, because they a had medium. invented clog heels at that point. I think she's They hadn't wear, invented I, clogs? I think when she gets dre- clog heels, Marcy, clog heels. Stay with me. <laughs> I remember when I first went to college, which was mid-90s, I feel like that was when clog heels were exploding into female fashion. What's a clog heel? Clog heels are those things that are where... So <laughs> I can't believe that you asked me that question and I have to try to answer it for yeah, you. Yeah, I love it. Do it. I, t- I told you that these minutes were not going to be short. So a clog heel is like... It's like a heel, but the... The heel part is the entire back sole of a shoe. Oh, that's like, a wedge. Whatever. They when I was going to college, they called them clog heels. Really? Yeah. That sounds like such a bad word. Well, I got to tell you, that's what they sound like. You can hear. You could hear during sorority rush. It was like listening to Clydesdales. You could hear the women marching all over the Duke campus from a mile away. Zowie. In their clog heels. Hmm, okay. All right. Can we stop talking about what Doc's wearing, please? For, for please. Who all cut right. us on that Great. Table? You did. She, um, um, so, all right. So let's get back to what I think is probably the more important question in this minute, which is how do we feel about this, this weird backwards walking seduction scene? Well, at times she kind of looks a little afraid. Like I she's she, got this afraid look on her face. I think for the majority of this minute, she looks afraid. Yeah. And, and this... There's bits about the lighting that they have not done well. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's some harsh Dean Cundy shade. Like where? I don't know. Just, uh, okay. Second 20. 
Second. It's just, it just it emphasizes that she looks afraid. Again, I go back to sleeping with the enemy. There is a lot of shadow on her face. <clears throat> yeah. So what I have written down in my notes, I feel like in 1989, this scene was probably considered incredibly romantic. But now in this Me Too era, it kind of just seems creepy. Hmm. Like, I feel like as a man, if if I started walking towards a woman and she continually started backpedaling <laughs> in the opposite direction all the way across the room, I hope that I would get the hint a little more quickly than Dalton does. Well, she is smiling at him. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes women smile just to sort of try to get themselves out of the situation she, and be polite. She has been not, she's not been giving him any signals that she's not wanting to be right where she is. You're right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying now in 2021, I interpret this scene differently than I probably would have 30 years ago. Yeah, maybe. What else? So, so this is, this minute is also the, this is the minute of Doc backstory. So this is where we get, oh, yeah. this is where we get official confirmation that Doc is uh, Red's niece. It's a little, I, I wrote down that it seems, it seems a little weird. So, so I guess we find out that Doc's an orphan. Do you have any thoughts about that? No. Cause she said, you know, he took, he took care of me after my parents died. Yeah. Uh, and then when she came back to town, she says, now we take care of each other. So I've written mm -hmm. down in my notes here, like, what does that mean? Like, she is a very successful doctor and he seems like a totally put together auto parts guy. Like what, sort of, what kind of taking care of is involved here? Do they live together still? I don't think they live together. No, no. Do you? Maybe she's just family. No, I don't well, they think are, they live together. They are family. I, I guess I'm just saying it. It certainly doesn't seem like she needs to be taken care of. And I don't think that Red seems like someone that he that needs to no, take care of either. I, I agree with you. I don't think either of them need it. But it also doesn't seem like they have other people in their lives that they would call family. That's fair. So you know, because he had the ugly wife that left him. And... Uh, we don't know the rest of the rest of his family. I mean, he must have right. he must have had a brother or sister, right? Who knows well, they what happened? Died to them. Because they were this woman's parent. Oh, that's a good point. They <laughs> died. Sure. Thank you for doing sure. that, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> wow. You decoded it for me. <laughs> right. So he must have had a brother or sister and they died. Um, yeah, so we all right. I like your theory that they are each other's only family, and so that's what it means for them to take care of each other. Yeah. Like they, get, they get together every Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we're recording this podcast shortly after Thanksgiving. Next on my list. So I, again, I'm filing this away. This is this is piece of evidence number four, which I think supports my previous theory that he thought that that other song would be something fun to have sex to. Um, is the, the, this, the next line from Dalton, I'm, I'm going to say, I've, I feel like I've heard it in a dozen movies before and it's dumb every time. This is the one where he says to her, how come you never got married? Oh, did you notice that when he said yeah. that to her? Yeah. Like I'm going to put on my Marcy hat right now. And I'm just say, that's dumb. That's dumb to you. It's dumb. I mean, okay. It's. It, it seems like it's just really clumsy. Like, hmm. why would you ask somebody that question? It's kind of like, why are you still in the market? Okay. You know? Why would you ever want to ask that question? 
Well, maybe because you want to know, like, why did I get so lucky that I get to be with you tonight? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I have in my notes. It, I think, I think one per, I think whenever a guy says that, that's always a guy. Um, whenever the guy says that, what they're, it seems like what they're trying to imply is that the woman or the other person could be a man or woman is, is like an irresistible catch. So how come you haven't been caught? Yeah. Already? Yeah. But I just feel like it comes off just like incredibly flat. Yeah. It just seems it's, it's just dumb. It's just, um, any adult probably has a lot of life underneath them. And so, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, well, you know, what answer could you get there? My I, husband died tragically of cancer. I like to imagine a possibility where someone asked that question and then the other person just reveals some sort of like hideous physical deformity that isn't obviously visible. It's like, well, yeah, I've got cloven hooves. I have three extra toes <laughs> on my right foot. <laughs> Cloven, what did you say cloven hoops cloven hooves <laughs> i'm actually a centaur i have a tail <laughs> oh dear maybe that's why we never get to see doc's shoes because she doesn't she, need shoes because she has hooves and she's got to wear these long dresses because she's got a tail this is she's not wearing a long dress oh right this it's is, a double a, layer it's a skirt because we're going to see it does not have to get hiked up very far. Yeah, and the tail doesn't fall out. That's true. So, okay, so we can confirm in this minute, no tail. <laughs> no tail. <laughs> or in the next minute, in the next minute, is the, the next no tail, no, no tail, tail no right. tail. I think, like uh, Jonathan just said, that's absolutely going to be the title of this episode, no tail. <laughs> no tail. Um, yeah, so... Just to be strictly factual about it, this is where we find out the, so the answer to that question, Doc just answers the question very um, matter-of-factly. She says, I did get married. Uh, then he presses her again, which is like, then he says, what happened? <laughs> like, this guy, like, does he, is this supposed to be like romantic that he's asking these questions? Is this supposed to be like a get to know you kind of question? Yeah, I don't know. What I mean, did we ask each other when our when we had our first date? We talked about a lot. We talked about a lot of things. So you, maybe you talk that's, about your life. You talk about your life. Maybe this is just the sign that they really have good chemistry, that he feels like he can ask her about anything while she's slowly backing up in terror towards a very hard stone wall. Um, but we so all the we, places this woman picks to stop. It's like do you know what's going to happen next, lady? Well, Marcy, but think about it. What are her other options? She could attempt to back up and fall through a bay window. Yeah. Or she could back up and fall over the edge of a railing and smash her head on the yeah. stairs or maybe land in a head. Yeah. This this uh, Dalton's loft is not really made for stand-up sex. Yeah. What can I say? You know, he should have planned better. Um, so what we find out from Doc is that she... Um, when she, when she left town, she got married, didn't work out. Um, he, he says why. And she says, I guess I picked the wrong guy. Did you have any reaction to that comment? Well, it's so much like reds. Um, you know, he married an ugly woman. Like maybe it's a family trait. They Do you just... think that doc married an ugly man? Is somehow not the right one. But that means, so Marcy, by the, by the, by that corollary, what you're saying 
is that that man found someone even uglier than Doc. And whatever you think about Kelly Lynch, she's pretty attractive. I don't, yeah, I don't think that she's an ugly woman. I don't either. So this is not hard. I guess so. So so that's, is that our thinking? That she just, she, she married someone who turned out to not be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she probably picked somebody who abused her again. Oh my God, the poor woman. Well, but isn't, isn't it fair to say that, that people who grow up in abusive, well, she didn't grow up in an abusive situation with Wesley. But, but she grew people, up with some family trauma, losing oh, her, her parents. That's, that's right. Her parents died. Her mom. She, she felt vulnerable. Brad Wesley comes and we think kind of sort of treats her badly. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true that sort of people who are in abusive relationships oftentimes move on to other abusive relationships? Sometimes that can be the case. Maybe. Marcy, here's a thought. Um, cause I'm going to read you something from the script in a minute, but I'll just, I'll tease it and say that her marriage took her to Chicago. According to the script, what if, what if this is a sleeping with the enemy situation? What if she fled her abusive husband in Chicago and she's been hiding out in Jasper because she thinks there's no possible way he's going to find her there? Oh my God. And this is the Jets guy and Patrick Swayze is the neighbor that comes over and yells at her for picking the apples and scares her half to death. And then does the Benny and the jets thing with the, with the hose of water. Do you remember how dumb that scene is? Okay, Marcy, I got to get you on a podcast on our other podcast where we do uh, sleeping with the enemy because Benny and the jets is a song by Elton John. This when is you're, not correct then. When you're a jet, you're the jet all the way is a song from West Side Story. That's he's what the, I meant. He's the theater instructor. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant, Roger. I, I want to imagine him dancing around with his garden hose in but, a very but, but sort of phallic sort of way. That's exactly right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so so this this could this movie could have been a spiritual prequel? No. Sleeping no. with the enemy? No. This is like it's like an expansion of her time when she has escaped the enemy. Marcy, it's not the same person. No, but if Kelly Lynch was was Julia Roberts, yeah, is she's the blonde-haired Julia Roberts? No, Marcy, this is not the same thing happening <laughs> twice in a row. These are two separate stories. This is an episodic situation. Oh. Oh, I see. But that's oh, I see where you're going with that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you you seem to be suggesting like that Julie Kelly Lynch fled Chicago, wound up in Jasper. Something bad happened to her, and then she traveled to Cape Cod, <laughs> met up with creepy Patrick, whatever his name is, Ooh, and man, then had to f- scary had to flee to back to the Midwest. Yes, to be safe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe all right. Maybe maybe that is my head cannon now. Okay. Kelly Lynch is Julia Roberts. Although no. she she would have to undergo, <laughs> let's just say she would have had to undergo some significant cosmetic surgery. Do you think Julia Roberts is more attractive than Kelly Lynch? 100%. Yeah, me too. Not even not even close. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we agree on that. Can I read to you from the script just a little bit? No. <laughs> that it was just for laughs it was, it was for my laughs it was funny i let you do it it was a good bit marcy you're funny have i ever told you you have a good sense of- <laughs> that's very good all right so 
I'm going to actually read two separate but equally delicious parts of the script. The first one is a little bit less exciting. But actually, so this whole sleeping with the enemy idea, not the case. Uh-huh. says here, so this is what it says in the script. So Doc says her answer to the question is a, a little bit more expansive than it just didn't work out. In the script, she says, it just didn't, I guess. We met in Chicago at school. I'm guessing that's medical school. We were great friends before we got married. I guess I picked the wrong guy. Oh, wait a minute, though. See, now that I'm rereading it, she says, I, we were great friends before we got married. Maybe when she got married, that's when he stopped putting on act and turned into the abusive husband. Maybe. Oh, all right. So I'm going to read that part. Do you, do you wish you had learned more details about her backstory in Chicago? No. No? I don't want to know more about this woman. <laughs> I'm impressed, Marcy. It took you uh, it took you a minute and a half for your Kelly Lynch hate to come out. So oh, yeah. that's pretty good for you. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to read the second part of this because this this is something else. Remember I told you in a previous minute that we're going to find out the doc is a little dangerous? A little dangerous. Because in a previous minute, Doc says to Dalton in the script, I'm a desperate woman. And Dalton says, dangerous maybe, not desperate. Right. Here is this section of the script that I have to read from you. Um, first off, I guess, I guess we have to assume that Dalton has a gun, um, because Dalton says to her, careful, it's loaded. And here's what it says. Stage direction. Doc picks up the gun, slides the action back and chambers around. And Doc says, don't worry, it's on safety. Stage direction. She takes a step to the window, looks around for a second, aims, fires off three rounds in less than a second. She's good at it. And Doc says, nice. Dalton says, Jesus, you hit anything? Doc uh, smiles and says, I hope so. Dalton says, I thought doctoring and guns don't mix. Doc says, it's the difference between action and violence. I hate violence. But when I put five in the black, sometimes I feel like I'm in a state of grace. That is so dumb. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's great. Where are they getting this thing from? Well, this is crazy. You know, what would be hilarious about that is that if she she goes off to the window and she just like starts shooting out the windows in Wesley Manor from across the way. <laughs> like, if you just hear like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> you know, and then like in later scenes, you go over to Wesley Manor and you see bullet holes. <laughs> or maybe windows. if you just see like, like, you know, sometimes when windows get shot, they like, well, not when they get shot, when they get broken, like someone comes back with like packing tape and tries to like yeah. tape over the broken glass. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel like Doc is someone who tries to get in a state of grace by putting five in the black. No, I don't get that at really all. really weird. It would have been hilarious to see Kelly Lynch pick up a gun and then just really quickly shoot three rounds out the window. Yeah, and like boom, boom, it boom. seems a little odd to just have like a gun in this movie like this. Yeah, this is so, we haven't we don't really have guns until the end of the movie, right? Don't, don't, well, yeah. So we never see. Well, we're going to see a gun about two thirds of the way through when Wesley, of all people, pulls the first gun in, in this movie. No good guy ever touches a gun in this movie. Yeah. Um, Dalton never uses a gun. Well, I'm sorry. I take it back. There are lots of shotguns employed by the good guys at the very end of this movie. But right. Dalton himself never touches a gun. He just murders with his hands. I don't feel like Dalton is someone who would own a gun. No. It just, it seems like, 
it seems like too crude an instrument for a Zen man of his inner peace. A blunt instrument. That's right. He is not Daniel Craig, Marcy. No. He's not a blunt instrument at no, all. No, he's not. But um, I, I enjoyed reading that to you. I'm glad it's not actually in this particular minute, but it yeah, was pretty hilarious. God, weird. I don't think I really have anything else, except I will say, because this is going to set up the next minute, where we really are going to have some some real foreplay um, to start. Like, the this look that they trade right at the end of this minute it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, you got anything else to say about this minute? No. All right. Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Please, if you can, rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app. Come and join us on Facebook at the new Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at, at @rhminute, and you can email us at daltonsaysbenice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye.